0: everyone if you've been enjoying our episodes please consider supporting us for as little as 99 cents a month you will be helping us create more of the content you love to listen to and i know y'all love to listen to it because we can see it Uh-huh. click the link in every episode description to send your contribution we are truly grateful thank you
1: You're listening to Slay Your Weekend with Aquila. Conversations
0: that stay with you and nothing is off the table and we mean nothing. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to slay your weekend with Aquila. Oh my god. Again, if this is your first time here, welcome. If it is your second, third, fourth, fifth time here, 10th time, I think I'm almost at 10 episodes <laughs> here, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, You know your support in any way, shape, or form is always welcome, greatly appreciated. I love you all. All of your kind and welcoming words, they never go unnoticed or unfelt yeah so in a few minutes you are going to hear my i don't even know the words you are going to hear my wonderful interview with the mrs beverly jenkins she is an amazing prolific african-american historical romance writer she's an award-winning writer as well. And most of all, I'm a huge fan of hers. Her books have been such an inspiration to me. They have been, I told her that her characters keep me company. Um, she had been introduced to me a few years ago, actually. Someone had read one of her books and they actually thought of me. Um, so they had told me about her, but I had never really fully given into it for some reason until 2021. And since then, I believe I've read about, I've listened to, because I listened to them on Audible book, but after my interview with her, honey, I will be buying the hard copies because I got to get to the um, bibliography stuff in the back and the author's notes. Um, But yes, I've probably read about 10 since 2020, listened to 10 since 2021. And I have not turned back since. I told her the truth. I have tried to listen to other books. I'm just like, eh no thank you um miss jenkins books are the way to go of course i do read other hard copy hard covered books but when i'm for me the listening to it also gives me a different level of intimacy that is not always transpired or can be transferred with the actual book and me being the reader i am i was a snob towards audible books like oh that's not true reading until i tried it honey i am hooked, 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 hooked Anyway, so yes, we had the beautiful, we had a beautiful time together. She is so warm, so welcoming. If you can, please be sure to go out and buy one of her books as soon as you listen to this, go out and support this one, this wonderful, wonderful woman. Um, my mother, um, I told my mother about this interview and she's like, girl, I went to go look her up. And I said, listen, this is where you begin. I know Night Song is the first book she's published, but you gotta start with Indigo. I told Ms. Jenkins, Indigo is my favorite um, so far. I love all of them. For for some reason, Um, Galen and Hester or the AKA the Black Daniel stood out to me in a great way. I do not know why. I'd be lying if I said I knew why. So please um, support, like, listen, and share. Let me know what you think. Oh, please send her... Um, You know, she's on Twitter, she said. So if you like this interview, hit her up on Twitter. Um, I believe uh, her information is listed on her website. Hit her up there. Again, please be sure to support her by buying one of her books or listening to one of her books the way I do. Um, Also, Remember that there are other episodes on this platform with Fran and Coco, a.k.a. How you feeling? You know I love them. They have wonderful episodes as well. Also, we appreciate whatever support you can give us. Even something as low as 99 cents per month will be a great, great help. If there is anyone you would like um, me to interview or you would like to hear from, let me know so I can reach out to them and see if they're not too busy or if they just feel like being kind and uh, wouldn't mind coming on. Without further delay, here you go. Miss, Bev, I am, I, I can't even find the words to say. Oh, talk about what your books have done for me. Let me just introduce myself really quick. My name is Akila Peinado, and I am the podcast host of Slay Your Weekend with Aquila, where we discuss all things women, taboo topics pertaining to women. Um, this podcast particularly started because I grew up in a heavily fundamental, traditional, Christian household world and i am still very much a part of that world but the difference now is i'm a woman and i'm a woman and i realized that a lot of the things that as much as the church did equip me they equipped me for many things in life which Mm -hmm. i'm grateful for but there were some things that i was not equipped for where womanhood is concerned so i decided that i wanted to kind of pivot and talk about things that we're not really necessarily discussed like femininity, sexuality, which will be a big topic we discuss today, um things like that's going on in the world right now, like the whole abortion thing, things like that we I would never be able to have those type of conversations even five years ago in my world yeah.
2: okay so
0: I decided to be the lone wolf in a way and branch <laughs> out and talk about that, and here we are and when i and when I'm reading your books, I noticed that. Um, there are women in there who are like, oh my God, is this okay for me to be doing? I noticed that you bring that up a lot throughout the book, um, throughout many of the books. So that's what triggered me really to talk. Also, oh, would never bother you. I would have never bothered you. I would have never um, interrupted your day evening at all. Oh, but because It's not
1: an interruption at all. <laughs> you know, my readers mean, you have no idea how much you guys mean to me. So mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean no. no- on what you were gonna say.
0: No problem. I was like, no, 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 we have to talk about this because when I was thinking to myself how I wanted to bring this forth to you, I said, you know, I wanna... So the idea of black women in pleasure and not being pleasured or being able to experience pleasure is not just a my generation thing. You know, it's not just my mother's generation. It's not my grandmother's generation, but this has been an idea that has been going on for mm-hmm. a very long time. So, my sister told me I'm allowed to fan out for five minutes. Okay. And then <laughs> I gotta get down to nitty gritty. So, Indigo is my favorite Beverly Jenkins book. I love okay? it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and let me tell you something I'm all for the Bridgertons and I love Shonda Land. I've been a Shonda whoever fan for years, but them books, your books, need to be made into something too. They do.
1: Oh, they really do. You know, and I think part of the issue is, number one, until Bridgerton, Mm -hmm. um, the powers that be didn't take romance very seriously. Mm. Um, They call it mommy porn. They call it trashy romance. They call it anybody can write it, which is not true. true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So Shonda has... um, In presenting Bridgerton, offered people a look at, you know, just how vast the romance genre is. I mean, we saw more books than anybody else. True. It is is the number one, you know, seller of mass market. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically, we keep the lights on for publishing. I know. (laughs) Um, So, you know, and as for the movies, you know, sometimes you have to be careful what you ask for because once you sign off, especially for a lot of you know black folks, um, there's no guarantee that they're gonna go by the script. Very true. You know, so, but then again, who'd have ever thought a low-color girl from the east side of Detroit would be here 28 years into this career with all these accolades, all this love, so you know i'm content i'm grateful every morning when i get up lord thank you Mm -hmm. for another day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if we get movies i mean that'll be the the cherry on the top of the sunday but you know regardless you got the ice cream you got it Yeah. yeah you know and and people giving me my flowers now that's what i wanted to talk about
0: i said if for no other reason i said i know she's busy she is who she is You are coming out with a new book soon that I want to talk about later on. But I said I got to get this woman her flowers now. It so many, yeah, so many times we love and care about our um, heroes and people that we read about and all these other things. But here it is. I'm like she's alive and well. I'm hoping (laughs) she's alive and well right at my fingertips. I'm gonna send the email. Like as you saw in my in my (laughs) subject, it was thank you. Like a thank you. Your books are a constant companion to me in my home. Yeah, they're friends. They become friends for the duration of the 10, 11, 12 hours that I'm listening to them throughout the week until my children know, oh, mommy, which one is this? The Jesse one, or is this jewel or is it like they know because I play them (laughs) on. until the sex scenes come on, I (laughs) I play them all the way up. So I just wanted to be able to tell you how much I appreciate you. I am grateful that you put all of this wisdom and knowledge to paper. And I also want to let you know that you taught me more about the Black American experience from that perspective than any history book
1: yeah, yeah. I have ever read. Thank you know, you- and it's, you know it's, 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 it's a great way to teach African American history. Because mm-hmm. it's not like they're teaching it in school. They're not. You know, in school you got like, what, five people in Black Black history mm-hmm. every every year? Every year. You know, so this is a great way to to teach it. There's no test on Friday. Um, I call it edutainment, entertainment and education. So um, I'm having a ball, you know, and these books, I swear, it's like um, six degrees of separation. Mm -hmm. You know, I connected to every Black woman in this country through these books Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that in itself is a blessing because anytime I need anything throw up a hand Mm -hmm. and somebody says well okay Miss Bev I will talk to so and so and we'll talk to so and so we'll Mm -hmm. talk to so and so to get you what you need so it's a blessing y'all a blessing
0: may I ask and I, and I know you're probably tired of um, answering this question because i did go back of course and watch some of your interviews i didn't want to watch too much because yeah. I'm like, i don't want my voice to fall into any other um yeah, pattern. yes but i know you're be- tired of asking this question being asked this question but the inspiration you like you said the historical romance genre i'm sure there were other um black writers out there who attempted it I, unfortunately i didn't research that far back mm-hmm. but typically this Areas dominated by the white woman, by the white yeah. concept of yeah. damsel in distress, white woman. Right. Yeah. What made you say, hmm? They weren't the only women in those
1: times. No, uh, you know the first um, African American romance was written by Frances Ellen Watkins Harper. Okay. In the nineteenth century. I do not have to look up the date, but it's like 1869 or somewhere around in there. Okay. And Frances is somebody you need to look up. Okay. She was an abolitionist. She was a a crusader for Black rights. She was a crusader for female rights. Mm -hmm. Um, Spoke. First Black woman to have a short story published. Um, Just an all-around badass sister. Okay. And when I found out that she had written a book called Leola, oh, God, what's the name of the book? Girl, you get old.
0: Who are you telling? And you, can't,
1: and you can't remember your name, let alone where you parked your car in the parking lot at the supermarket. <laughs> let alone. I'll, I'll think of it before the, the day is over. But anyway, where is my Black Love Matters book? Pick up a copy of Black Love Matters also. Okay. And it has the history of African-American romance in that uh book hold on let me get let me get it for a minute let me see i can find what i need to no problem i know you was gonna be asking me hard questions just no these are
0: not <laughs> <laughs> these are not listen i um like, okay i will be getting that i will order it today iola leRoy leRoy is my grandfather's last name i mean first name leroy okay
1: she wrote this iconic poem that more people are Um, familiar with called bury me in a free land okay and uh, this is a poem written during the abolitionist years Mm -hmm. Um, she was born free maryland taught school all that stuff but the poem Mm -hmm. uh, bury me in a free land was something that was recited at Anti um, <clears throat> anti slavery meetings, abolitionist rallies. Um, black kids learned it in school.
0: Did you include this in one of your books?
1: This is include. Yeah, she's in one. She's in. I think some of that stuff's in Indigo. But yeah, all I think it is in Indigo,
0: and they were all at the table, and they were. Okay. Yes, I remember that. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's happened? a it's a poem that is very very vital to um, the black literary canon. Mm-hmm. but she wrote Iola Leroy mm-hmm. and it's a romance mm-hmm. she wrote it when she was like 67 years old you know I'd love to you know when the people ask you to you know if there's people in history that you would like to have at you know your dinner table who would you know, she would be one of the people because I want to know why you write that book and like you were 67 years old what yeah. what, what what's going on in your life yeah <laughs> this activist mm-hmm. and then to write this love story but it has an H E A at the end. Uh, the story is real convoluted. The story is really crazy. Okay. Um, but basically, it's a it's a woman who thinks she's white, but she's really black, and it's a whole lot of drama. And but in the end, um, she winds up, you know, falling in love with a black doctor in Chicago, hmm. and um, they have the H E A, and they continue to help the race, and I mean all of that. But it's a it is our Jane Eyre oh it is our first uh romance Mm -hmm. um but there were a couple people before me in the modern times and I always want to give tribute to people who opened the door for me
0: oh please share Mm
1: -hmm. okay um and that's in the essay too. uh Sandra Kitt and um Rosalind Wells. I think I've heard that name before. Mm-hmm. They were published um, by by Dell and Harlequin. Sandra was the first black woman to uh, write for Harlequin in the early nineties.
2: Okay.
1: It's nineteen ninety. But they were both first, you know, brought to the marketplace by a woman named Vivian Stevens.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And Vivian was Vivian was probably the editor that really created modern romance. Okay. Okay. She was a big time editor in New York, um, was editing um, Candlelight, which was one of the first uh, imprints for romance, white, mostly white writers. Mm -hmm. But she had gotten out of, and she was was my first agent, Mm -hmm. but she was the first person to publish Sandra, and she was the first person to to publish Rosalind. Mm-hmm. Rosalind and I can't think of her real name but Rosalind was the first like the first black woman to write for Life magazine which is way before your time oh wow uh, your, your mama and your grandmama might know <laughs> yes maybe. they will know Life magazine mm-hmm. um but Vivian sort of started Vivian also started uh Romance Writers of America
2: mm-hmm.
1: which um mm-hmm. you know is, is blown up because of the racism and all of that mm-hmm. trying to read you know, reposition themselves and restructure themselves. But um, so we have a history is what I'm, you know, what this whole long convoluted convoluted I wanna, I wanna conversation. Know it.
0: That's, I'm, yeah. Thank you we for have sharing me.
1: We have a history. So Black Love Matters uh, came out this year. Um, it was edited by Jessica Pride. Hmm. Who, uh, um, she's a librarian. She's also writes for Book Riot and a lot of other different publications. Um, just a great, great sister.
0: Maybe I can reach out to her.
1: Yeah. Okay. She's a great, she was a great interview too. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so we have a foundation, but um, society as a whole didn't really believe that we loved. Oh. You know, they didn't know such. So- you know, one of the editors told Bernie Jackson, there's no such thing as Black love. Mm, mm, mm. Um, but we knew that to be a lie. Mm-hmm. And when I was writing my first, well, my first published novel, Night Song, I was writing it basically just for me mm-hmm. because there was nothing in the marketplace, especially not historical. Mm-hmm. You know, when I started it back in, I don't know, God, it was just a, a little Project for myself that I started in the 70s. Mm-hmm. So, um, you
0: started Night Song in the 70s.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it, it got published in '94. Yes, I was 43, I think.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I do the math, girl. I can't even you know. It doesn't even odd. matter. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> no matter, no matter. It um, matter. It does but matter. yeah, it was just a little project for me after work. Because and if you've seen some of the interviews before, you know, that my dream job was working a library. It was all I ever wanted out of life.
0: Me too. <laughs> or Barnes and I, Noble. That's all I wanted to
1: do. <laughs> all I ever wanted to do out of life. And so, you know, sometimes the universe or God will give you what you want, what you ask for, ask and you shall receive.
0: That's what the word says. It
1: does. And <laughs> I had that. Mm-hmm. So... In, I don't know, 92 or so, um, one of my colleagues at work, a white colleague, she was a romance writer also, Mm -hmm. got published and we were celebrating her and and I was telling her about this little raggedy manuscript I was working on just for me Mm -hmm. and she wanted me to bring it in and I did and she harassed me until I found an agent, which was Vivian Mm -hmm. Um, and it took us a while to sell it. Okay. Not because it was black, but because it was black and it didn't have no slaves in it. Mm. No white savior. You know New York I mean, New York didn't know what to do with it. Oh you know. my goodness. you know, because black fiction for them and for probably a lot of black people. Mm. 19th century, nobody knows what well, my readers do. you know, a lot of people now, but back then. Nobody knew what was going on with Black people in the 19th century. Oh. All they knew was that we were, we were slaves. We were freed in 1865. That's it. And, then showed, up, yep, and then showed up again <laughs> mm-hmm. in 1865, riding and watch. So you got this whole hundred years
0: mm-hmm.
1: where, you know, our history was, you know. Right.
0: Was, or not documented properly. Well,
1: you know, and ignored. Ignored. You know, we didn't have a history, according to. To to, to to schools and education and all of that, mm-hmm. but we did. And so here I come writing this this story about this Buffalo soldier and this Overland educated school teacher
0: mm-hmm.
1: with free black people yeah. in an all black town on the plains of Kansas. And New York was like, what the hell is this?
0: Who graduated from
1: Overland, like- Right, right. Well, you know, Yeah, you know, so, um, but luckily, you know, sometimes when you have the the moon and, and the stars are aligned in the right place, yes. and, you know, and you got the, the the talent to to bring your stuff to the table, mm-hmm. um, stuff changes, and quickly, and quickly. Well, not yeah, not so quickly. It wasn't I was quick. out there by myself. Mm. I was out there by myself doing historicals for I you know two decades. So, but. I'm grateful. i grateful mm-hmm. for the editor who saw the potential, uh, grateful for the publishing house who kept giving me contracts. So I'm like, okay, I, must, I, could, I guess I can write since so they keep giving me contracts. Mm-hmm. Um, so here I am, 28, 29 years later, 50 books, I think, mm-hmm. something like that i don't know god, okay. thank
0: god there's that many books because every time one ends i'm like nah i got to find. like i have my i have the whole printable list from your website okay i'm like okay. i did this one i did this one okay you okay. gotta keep going so i'm finishing all the the historical romances although i did finish the leveque series okay capture the last one i didn't do because it's not on audible uh rebel no, it's not captures not on audible so the last one for the oh, ca- ca- well captured is it's not i'll have to look
1: it's not trust me it's not been no. searching <laughs> you know, well you know they went back and did the backlist okay when it in 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 chunks mm. so it's probably on the list and will be um available soon so okay. uh, keep an eye out for that
0: i don't have a choice i'm like of course i'm definitely gonna keep an eye out but i'm like thank god she has so many because they're I have tried. Everyone laughs at me because I'm like, I've tried. I'm like, okay, Akilah, you're becoming a little obsessive. Read something else. Listen to something else. I'll get like a chapter and then be like, forget it. Let me just go to my my old faithful and listen.
1: The readers do that. You know, I, I visit, you know, book clubs and
0: mm-hmm.
1: they'll read one of the books or they'll read two of the books. And, and then they say the next book, everybody's like, okay, we don't wanna talk about this. Let's talk about Bev books, you know? <laughs> so, you know, like I said, I am so very grateful for them. For the I, life, but um, I am
0: you. You have like you talked about the Black love perspective. Mm-hmm. It is it is not a narrative that is discussed often enough. And I like how you illustrate these men that you use as characters. And 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 might I say you have a knack and such a God given talent for not making anyone see this feel the same or be the same. Yeah. like Raymond is so much different from uh, Drake. Yeah. And, you know, this and and Griff is different from who is yeah. my guy at night. So like, they're all different. Like, they're not the same. They all have their quirks. They have their flaws. But oh, and Topaz, listen, Topaz.
1: I know. I
0: was, all, I was all for that man. Like, yes, honey. But <laughs> <laughs> when, when you talked about how big he was, I said, I could just imagine. Yeah,
1: you know, oh, look <laughs> friends.
0: Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. So listen, the way,
1: go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, I was going to say that this is just battle for them online. Oh, they no, do? he's mine. No, he's mine. No, he's mine. I'm like, y'all all need to sit down somewhere.
0: <laughs> I mean, Raymond is one of my favorites, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, the Black Daniel is my favorite. Listen, when he snuck into her room mm-hmm. and, and was sitting there watching her sleep and then left the rose, Miss Bev, I said, no, yeah. she she got this. Like, that was... <laughs> it was just the way you set the scene for it
2: yeah.
0: it, was so it was now something else I to ask you about that too now with the black Daniel were there stories like that for real
1: there were stories of of black men and some white men mm-hmm. who were stealing slaves and bringing them north
2: mm-hmm. so
1: I based Galen on that I based him on the Jean de Couleur of of, of New Orleans mm-hmm. but I like to do is have my characters wear the history, yeah. so that you know because we've got a history that's so rich indeed, um, and then wrap it around a character and have that character walk through the story mm. and make the history the the backstory. Wow. So um, him as, and the 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 incidences this is this is, <laughs> uh, is fiction, but. Him as a person in the in the history that he's wearing uh, is real, mm-hmm. and then um, Hester, her parents, uh, came out of a real incident of a of a black man who um, sold himself into slavery for the love of a woman. The
2: love, mm-hmm. yeah. that was beautiful
1: too. That you know, and you know, and it's and I didn't want to write that story because there's no H E A in that. No, I mean there's. No guarantee that she wasn't sold the next day. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no H.E.A. in slavery. Mm-hmm. Um, except after slavery, you had these Black men. And this is how you know Black love is real.
2: Okay.
1: You had these Black men after the war walking across the South, mm-hmm. some of them for months, looking for their sold-away wives. Ooh. Now tell me that's not love.
0: Like what we saw in the Raymond book. What book was that?
1: Um, the first
0: uh, of the series. Not the first. Yeah, one, through,
1: the through the Storm. Through the, the Storm. The storm.
0: Yeah. yeah. And how she was writing the st- um, writing the letters and posting them around the camp and things mm-hmm. of that nature. So that was tr- like things like that really happened.
1: Yeah. Things like that happened. Yeah. The camps were real. Whew. Um, You know, because, you know, Black people did not wait for um, Abraham Lincoln.
0: They didn't wait for assistance. No.
1: They didn't wait, they didn't wait for nobody. When the troops came through the South, mostly Sherman, uh, black folks was like, "Okay, we out of here." You mm-hmm. know, they loaded up Grandma and in the, in the wagon and the kids, and tied the cow to the back of the, the wagon and the, the goats, and mm-hmm. started following the troops. So Sherman's trying to fight this war, right? Mm-hmm. They got ten thousand black people trailing his troops. How you gonna fight a fight a war? <laughs> you
2: can't. They're not. even <laughs> <Yeah.
1: either>. So. <laughs> They um, started these camps on some of the confiscated uh, plantations, mm-hmm. but you know they were full of disease and cholera, and because you know the sanitary conditions and and all of that. But um, and then they gave some of the land to the black folks. You know Sherman's uh, Special Order Fifteen. And then when Reconstruction was gutted in 1876, it took that land back. Hmm. So the same troops, the same Union troops that had escorted these Black people to this land and given them this land mm-hmm. were some of the same troops that came and said, y'all got to get out. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and our people had established schools. You know, There were no public schools in the South before the Civil War. Mm-hmm. You know, black folks with the zero majority voters in places like Mississippi and South Carolina and, and Georgia. And one of the things that they instituted was public schools. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: that. Wow. Yeah.
1: And so then you got, was there what, what 4 million? I look at my numbers again. It's been a long time since I've done that. But um, 4 million slaves were freed. Now homeless, and the country turned its back on us, and said we don't care that the clan's coming in, and so that is why we had that great exodus of 1879
2: to the west.
1: That led to the establishment of places like Nicodemus, which Henry Adams is based on,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and our black folks was tired of killing and being killed and dying, and, mm-hmm. and they had. Congressional hearings about the exodus. And, you know, the Congress was just as useless then as it is now. And, and we're saying,
2: <laughs> you know, <laughs> you
1: know it, outside agitators are making these people leave the South. And you know, Black people was like, like, we ain't got enough sense to pick up and leave because y'all killing us.
0: For no reason at that. It was, no, re- no reason. No reason. There was no um, reason.
1: You know, they wanted cheap labor. And, um, you know, one of the interesting, you know, girl, I could talk about this all day. One of the interesting yes. side <laughs> things about, you know, they had these, these work contracts yeah. after the war. Mm-hmm. And one of the side things that the white planners wanted was they wanted the wives in the fields again. And black men were like, no, wives gonna stay home. Raise the kids, keep the house, and it got to the point. Somebody posted a uh, editorial in one of the, I think it was Virginia's papers. Later on, it was after 1876. They wanted to pass a law to make black women work mm. because, you know, basically, you know, they hadn't touched the stove in three generations. So after the war, they didn't know what to do. They, they, they couldn't feed their people mm-hmm. so you know it's crazy
0: well um you kind of touched on that in rebel i think it was mm-hmm. um, yep. the louisiana part and how the the man went this is after slavery and the and the guy was like you know this is the contract you're going to work and the man fought back in front of his family yeah and his wife and his child and they killed him they threw him yeah in the swamp pit, and it was just, you talk about a hero coming to save the day. Not that, you know, you did not explicitly say that Drake had anything to do with it, but, you know, to know that 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 gentleman was handled after that was a beautiful thing to read about from my perspective, because you don't really get to hear about how we fought back. You really don't get to hear about that.
1: You don't, we did, you know, and especially after, after Reconstruction, because you had the the Mechanics Institute um, riot in uh, Louisiana, mm-hmm. 18, before the end of uh, Reconstruction. And, you know, and, and you also have to think about, you had a lot of Black veterans, Civil War vets back then. That was still a lot and of and dangerous. Mm-hmm. And they were determined to protect their communities. Um, a lot of them lost their lives. There's another reason why, like I said, people left the South going west. They said so they were you know dying in the streets and dying in the in the bayous. And I said, you know, we, we can't raise our kids this way. So
0: you know, you talk about the Republican and the and the Democratic divide among black people often. And the mm-hmm. book that I've read so far,
1: right?
0: Talk about that divide and how I believe it was in Jewel. and Forgive me for not remembering the young man's name. Who uh, Eli? Yeah, um, Eli is the only Democrat, or one of the only Democrats in the um, community. Mm-hmm. And and he talks about, or you talk about in the story, why he's that. Like you know, they freed us, but they're forgetting about us.
1: Yeah, and they need not- anymore. Yeah, they need anymore. Um, that was one of the reasons why, um, it was one of the reasons why Black people still vote Republican today. It was because it's a tradition in their families. Um, we were all Republicans. We that was all, interesting
0: for me to find out too. That was, was
1: well, Lincoln was a Republican,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so we were all part of Lincoln's party. Um, but as time went by, and <clears throat> disenfranchisement started, and the and the voting suppression took place just like now. The, um, the Republicans were like, "Hmm, mm. and we don't need these black people," you know. So the black press was, you know, furious mm-hmm. at the way that they were backing off of us, and they started calling them "lily-white Republicans."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, so it's interesting to see. Um, and nobody wanted to be a Democrat because Democrats were the, were, you know, that was the Klan. Was oh, the, <laughs> the Klan, and, and the clan and the the supremacists, and um, but then Black folks were like, you know, Republicans aren't doing anything for us. Mm-hmm. So what about? And people were like, no, we are not being Democrats. So that, you know, and we didn't really change over until, you know, um, FDR. And then That's in the 60s, awesome. yeah. yeah, it was recent. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we have a very, very, like I said, rich and deep history that don't nobody know about. You know, my readers do. And, and, and people who, who write our history, because you have some fabulous people out here doing mm-hmm. the real work, but nobody's reading them. No one's reading it. You know, nobody's reading it. So I'm taking their scholarship, because I always tout them also,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the historians. I'm taking their scholarship and weaving it into these little romance novels and teaching folks.
0: You thank know. you. I I cannot <laughs> say thank you enough for that because like I said, a lot of the things you talk about in there, oh my god. Okay, let me let me backtrack. I was I I well I got a degree in English, oh English lit is one of my, that's my original undergrad degree. And I also minored in public administration. Prior to that, I took honors history in high school. I was this close to qualifying for honors um, English, which is funny because I think I was like one point off. They wouldn't put me in, but you know, the standardized testing that they give throughout the year. If there was a perfect score, I was five points off. I don't understand how someone can score that high and still don't qualify for honors English lit, whatever.
1: Well, you know, educated while black.
0: Who knows? Whatever. It's you know, it's neither here nor there. But reading is a life source for me. I'm oh, I'm, I'm heavily into. I, I like to write. I don't think I'm. People will say I'm good at it, but I prefer the reading aspect. I love to write. I had always wanted to be a writer. Just never worked out. You know. But I love to read, and I love to read all types of things. Right. And history, if you were to look at my book at my bookcase, there's all types of history books in there. But unfortunately, it's not a lot of it wh- about like what you're saying.
1: Yeah. So you're, use the 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 biblis in the backs of my books.
0: The thing is, I don't have any hardcore of your books. I've only been listening to them on Audible. So now I gotta go back buy-
1: ah, to See that that cuts out a lot.
0: Yes, I have to go and buy it so I can see this because I feel like if I was to have it at my fingertips, I would, mm-hmm. um, you know, participate in the reading and the buying and the supporting and maybe even the talking to some right. of these prolific, talented people. So I definitely have to check that out. I will, yeah, I will yeah. for sure.
1: Yeah, because when I first started, um, the older books are a lot heavier mm-hmm. than history. Indigo and, and Night Song. And then I put a, a bib list in the backs of each of the books, mm-hmm. so that people can, you know, if they want to research further, um, if they want to smack a critic mm-hmm. who said, you know, black people didn't do this. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, here's the sites, you know, go look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of the book clubs were discussing the history books that I was listing, mm-hmm. in addition to, you know, my fictional stories. So. when you you educate a woman you educate a race so you know you educate kids and and all that so
0: i will definitely i will definitely buy indigo because since indigo is my favorite so far i would definitely buy the hardcore i mean the hard um book
1: yeah yeah the property the print yeah i will I will. i think the author's notes are also in the kindle editions oh they are okay so um Sure. the yellow edition will read to you so That's true. yeah
0: all right i will see this is why we needed to talk because i will it, definitely do that um so now i want to talk about the black woman and the pleasure aspect that you include right. in the books because right. that it, i mean i i your sex scenes are some of these steamiest mm-hmm. i have ever, <laughs> i have ever read like i gotta turn it all the way down when they get started because they are so illustrated and so vivid yeah no pun pun intended so vivid that it's like okay they're gonna understand (laughs) what is being done in this scene you're talking about Frances ellen and how was she able to write something in in, at that time in her life where where do these ideas for these sex scenes come from
1: for me came from my husband I know that's right. <laughs> I know, that's right. You know You know, and I love it. <laughs> you know, people think that, you know, pleasure was invented in the 26th, 22nd century. No. I'm telling you. Know, you. Most of the erotica that, you know, if you're an English major, mm-hmm. most of the erotica stuff was written in the 18th century. Yep. This stuff is not new. No. It is not new. Mm-mm. And it was so funny because when I first started, you know, and I use a lot of euphemisms, mm-hmm. you know, you're not going, you know, not, not going to hear parts, mm-hmm. you know, in my stuff. Well, maybe the new stuff, because, you know, the, the young girls be. They see that. Bad, <laughs> you know? Yeah. You know, I don't want to hear no euphemism. No. Um, but at the beginning of my career, I had a lot of brothers who wrote me. Mm. A lot of husbands who said, you know, first of all, they. They love the stories because a lot of black men read my books. Wow. Number one, because I give the brothers their flowers. Mm, you do for their for their you know contributions to our history. And one brother wrote me, he said Miss Beth, thank you for the history. He said, but thank you for the other parts too. He said because now my lady is more what did he say amenable to <laughs> other <You're> stuff. <laughs> I said, well, my job here is done, you know, mm-hmm. so, but yeah, I mean, you have a lot of women out there and a lot of men. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell they doing, mm-hmm. you know, and.
0: <laughs> You're
1: right. <laughs> I'm not going to say that part.
0: Um, <laughs> on, my podcast is on a grown platform, so you can say whatever
1: you want. You know, it's. You know, my husband and I had a good time. I know that's right. It's it's a good time. And it's... we're not the only ones having a good time. No. You know, it's, yeah, it's, I'd it's, be open. And, you know, you have women who read me who said they've never had orgasms until, mm. you know, and then you have a lot of couples mm. who read my story as couple time mm. before going to bed. Mm-hmm. That opens up a whole new, you know, kind of a relationship too. So, mm-hmm. um, And as one brother said, uh, I always make sure my wife gets your books because I reap the benefits. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. And I'm sure that is a great pleasure. I'm Mm -hmm. sure that's a great pleasure for you to hear. But they are so in-depth. They are so, what's the word? Real. Yeah, but they're not. But they're within the context of the story. Yeah, they're not Pollyanna-ish. Like, they're not... People have this idea that movie sex is, like, real-life sex. Like, movie sex is not... Like, it can be, but it's not as pretty and as neat and as, you know, orchestrated
1: (laughs) in real life. (laughs) That's the power of a romance writer. Mm -hmm. And that's why, for me, it's it's so difficult. That's why I think it's one of the most difficult genres to write in because to be able to get that to the point where somebody wants to jump their partner yeah <laughs> after, you know after reading you know what we've written but you know my daughter was always telling me and my husband when y'all get a room oh you know and it's like we own this house. Okay, you go get a room, the one I gave you. Right, right. We're going to use your room when you go to college. You know? <laughs> so, <laughs> but I lost him in 03 to cancer mm-hmm. and um, miss him dearly. Of course. But, you know, love is hard, you know, because there are days, and I say just, you know, without, you know, there are days I wanted to bury his ass in the backyard. From time. <laughs> and, 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 and there were days when he wanted to bury my ass in the backyard. Mm-hmm. But when we weren't bearing each other, we was having a good time. You know, we you know, the only man I've been with since I was what? I was 19. Woo.
0: How long were y'all married for? <clears throat>
1: Lost him. I was 51. Mm. He was 53. So a you know, long time. I to do the math. Don't uh, even,
0: that's a long time to lose a partner That's a long time. And we
1: had a bunch of fun. Mm. Um, so... I think that humor that you see in my stories. My pies. <laughs> yes. The support that you that, that my men mm-hmm. have for their ladies and that, you know, worshiping, love making kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. know, all of that comes through my experience
2: mm-hmm. with
1: my mm-hmm. husband. And I know that we're not the only people. There are black men out there that are treating their women like, you know just goddesses and queens Compared
0: to are very good black man black yeah man. He, he is very good to me very kind to me he's kind let me say that
1: it's not yeah. just to me yeah yeah kind. You know, But 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 you don't get that from mainstream media no you know mainstream media tells us black men are dysfunctional mm-hmm. they're abusive mm-hmm. they are um um they don't support their kids You know, none of that is true. None of my friends. Yeah, Yeah. you got some men you want to run over with your car. And there are women out there who would tell you, I will run him over with my car if I ever see him. Mm -hmm. But you got a whole lot of Black men who are not getting their flowers for the awesome way that they support their wives and their kids. Mm -hmm. who You know, paying their taxes and going to work every day and and some of them going to church on Sunday and, husband, and all of that. So
0: keeping the roof over our head, paying the mortgage. And there, home you home.
1: there you go. There you yeah, go. These, these are the men that I write about because nobody else is. I nope. think only in romance will you see the full spectrum of Black men. Every time I finish a book, my husband would bring me flowers. You know, it's like, and when I first decided that I was going to write this book, he didn't laugh. He's like, well, baby, what do you need? Mm. You know, got me my first typewriter and all that. Wow. And with no guarantee that it was going to lead anywhere, but it was my dream. So, you know, he supported it.
0: By the time he passed, you were a couple, mm, you were a few books in, maybe like 10.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's see. Girl, I don't know. I was writing something like love, whichever number that is.
0: Okay.
1: Neil and <laughs> Olivia's book. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was six months late because my publisher said, you know, do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brenda Jackson the same way. You know, her and her her, and her husband have been together since they were 14 years old. Really? And she lost him early also. So she's a widow now.
0: <laughs> to no great love, they say, is to no great pain. So right. I am sure that is definitely the truth. Uh, let me see. So hmm, 12345678. And that's just in the historical realm, realm, realm. Let me look up. So you're writing a chance at love during the time or something like that? Uh, something like love. So something, something like love. love. And that came out. Oh, yeah, you did take your time after that. But that's fair. That, yeah. That's fair. You you lost a great part of this process. Right, right. For you. But I'm sure he was very proud. Before oh, yeah. I'm out of here. He was very proud. <laughs> it
1: was like, he, you know, you know, I, and, you know, and I had my, because you don't make any money, you know, when you start out. And and he had a good job. He, you know, he provided well for his family. Amen. And I had my hand in his pocket down to his socks.
0: Okay. Say, you know, and- for the people in the back, I don't care how much money I make, I'm taking my husband's money.
1: Right. You know, he was, and he didn't <laughs> mind. It's like, okay, well, you know, how much you need this? this where are you going this time? You know, yeah. so, <laughs> uh, so my, so my men, the model mm-hmm. of my men are based on my late husband. So,
0: wow, yeah. well, bless him. May he rest in peace.
1: Oh, yeah. He's still sending me love scenes from heaven. You know, really?
0: He's, What's the signs?
1: Like, he's still <laughs> walking through my dreams. You know, I'm like, oh, you're here today. Okay. You know,
0: Ooh, so. That's what I wanted to talk to you about. That type of stuff. So, uh, who was the woman that had the the marks on her?
1: It was um um uh Sable. Sable. Oh Sable. my Good goodness!
0: So you brought the African aspect.
1: Yeah. Her, and it was her it was part, of yeah. it was part of our experience. Yeah. It's part of our experience. You know, a lot of the societies were matriarchal, mm-hmm. and the scarification is. This is part of that also, so so you know, um, that all is fiction for me mm-hmm. in my purview purview, you know, but uh yeah, you know, and one you know that was crazy because that book was the first book that Ryan Fontaine showed up. Mm. and I don't know if you read you read Forbidden, yes, okay, so between. 1997 or eight when through the storm was was written Mm -hmm. until when forbidden came out what five years ago i had a group of women who (laughs) live like daily Mm -hmm. where's ryan fontaine i don't know well he left he He said he was he was leaving the race i don't know where he went he left I called him my Ryan Weiners. That's yes, what I did. Five years ago. Five, six years ago. Yes. Yeah, that's why who I dated dedicated that book to. Aww. They were like, who, where is he? I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He shows up, I, I'll let you know. Um, and as I said in the story, in the in the after author notes, there was a, a archaeological dig in Silver City, Nevada, back in the I don't know, mid-old. 2000s <clears throat> and the first thing because the city had burned down mm. back in the 19th century and one of the first things they found was a hot sauce bottle and stereotypes <laughs> whatever <laughs> if it's a hot sauce bottle you know it's black people involved <laughs> right <laughs> gotta be black people so they did the research and they found out sure enough that the it was a restaurant mm. owned by a black man Um, It's called the Boston Saloon. And when I saw the... You know, I'm fascinated by a whole lot of stuff, especially archaeological stuff. So I'm reading this and I'm like, okay, now I know where Ryan is. I'm going to make him the owner of this um, saloon. So It would be in the like- I guess he could have went that way too. Oh yeah, he went west. He went west, so yes. He and his brother after that first... You know, battle, they were like, nah, we're not doing this. Yeah. I'm freeing you. I'm leaving. Do what you want. So he went west. And so there he is in in Nevada, Mm -hmm. um, posing as white. But I promised the women before I wrote the story that when we do figure out where Ryan is, I'm going to give him the darkest skin sister I could find.
0: I know that's right. But our
1: brother, man, I have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. he did he gave up everything for her you know mm-hmm.
0: um i love yeah. it all miss deb i do but <laughs> i also like how you include those little things on um, those aspects because even i'm i'm one hour down so i'm almost done with the taming of jesse rose which i
1: absolutely that's love. my favorite that's one of my favorites today <laughs>
0: that
1: is the introduction of the twins yes of the twins oh, they yes. are Yes,
0: they are they yes. are. so I am one hour out i'm almost done with that one, but you you gave griff the um, gifting of dreaming. Yes, and that's something that is also not spoken about often yeah in people like how those gifts are passed down.
1: yeah generation
0: yeah to generation is interesting because he's a man you hear about this happening with women yeah but you gave it to a male character tell me why.
1: Well, because. I try not to do stereotypes
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I know that not all of our gifts are female based mm-hmm. there I'm sure there are a lot of brothers out there who dream
2: of course you
1: know, it's a race dream We take our dreams very very seriously <laughs> very seriously very seriously I mean you know think about dream books you know
2: yeah
1: we do what's the three digit for the day Let me look this up okay <laughs>
2: so play my box <laughs> right
1: yeah yeah boxing straight. So, um, I had forgotten all about Griffin and the Dreams. but um,
0: I, I was enthralled by it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, one of the great things about that book, I want that on the screen. That is one of the, you know, and I want Taraji P. Hansen to play Jessie.
0: I could see that.
1: Because that first. With the gun scene. When we meet her. Yeah, she's standing yeah roof with you know with the moon behind her it's nighttime the moon's behind her and girlfriend got a shotgun looking at who's what coming down I yeah. yeah so yeah but yeah I mean we we got gifts we got gifts and, and they're not like I said all um female-based mm-hmm. I have a person with a gift in the new book that'll be out in October no August Happy um, birth month too, I was like. <laughs> I'll be your birthday present, happy, happy early birthday. I said,
0: birth. I got to get on the, I got to get on the pre-list <laughs> so yeah. I can get it before time.
1: <laughs> and you know, you pre-order right now and you, oh, but you do Audible. I was going to say they, they've got hardcovers. Lesson oh.
0: learned. No, lesson learned. I'm buying the hard books and I'm going to do my Audible. Like
1: I'm just going to do yeah. it. Well, you know, readers, my readers, I love them. They do the hardcovers, mm-hmm. soft print. They do the Audible and they do the E.
0: That's going to be Akila Paynado next. That's going to
1: be me.
0: Yeah. I'm going to yeah. just call it a yeah. day. I will. But
1: go ahead. You said in the new book. Yeah, new book. Um, these are basically all new characters.
0: Okay.
1: In Louisiana, though.
0: Ooh, I love the Louisiana stories. I love
1: them. Yeah. Um, She's from a family of grifters. Oh. Um, and uh, is basically blackmailed mm-hmm. into. Um, helping a Pinkerton
2: mm.
1: find a stolen copy of the Declaration of Independence. Okay. And so she is all about the thieving, because, you know, that's the only life she knows. Mm. And so my hero is like from Boston. And he's like, straight laced, what the hell am I doing here? Mm. Why am I here? So we got a fake marriage. We've got marriage of convenience. We've got one bed all of the tropes mm. in the pot i'm basically making gumbo on the page with all these different tropes mm. we got a bag of mice we got you know i told the ladies oh wow <laughs> i told the ladies on my facebook page mm. I said, okay here's the list mm. this is gonna be like you know the word search thing you find with the little pictures and you find this i said so write all these down and you can cross them off as they show up in the, in the book. I'm
0: going to join your Facebook page. I will. I'm going
1: to join. Yeah, we do, we do. Um, I have three. I have one main page yeah. that we can't have no more people because there's too many folks down. Got
0: it. But
1: I have a brand page where we do um, book club. Okay. We're doing, uh, what are we doing this month? It'll come to me that's fine i'll go i'm gonna go then i have uh there's a fans of beverly jenkins page which is really really active okay and that is run by one of my longtime cornerstone readers okay that would be a great page for you because they all true believers like you okay True believers you know um, all you have to do is just sign up for that Mm And then, uh, oh, we're doing Destiny's Embrace this month. That's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. We're doing sort of them in order, publication order. Mm -hmm. So we're doing Destiny's Embrace. And then I have a a spoiler room because, okay, if the book drops on the Kindle at midnight, Mm -hmm. at six o'clock in the morning, somebody want to talk about it. they've it. They've already finished it. They have inhaled it. Who's ready to talk? Okay. And I can't have them doing that on a regular page because, yeah, because people haven't read it and it's not fair. Mm-hmm. So I give them their own room. Okay. And they can be in there at, at five in the morning if they want to because it's never locked.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: you have to be invited. Okay. Um, And they are in there, you know, laughing and having their own book discussion. And then we discuss it as a group, the whole group, probably four or five weeks later after the book comes out. But have to give them a place where they can go and not spoil it for everybody else so
0: that is fine and if anything we can share this interview in there as well yeah that will that that would be really good miss Bev thank you
1: you are so welcome I had a ball
0: thank you you have made it's it's, I've had a COVID did a number on me I'm just gonna call it what it is COVID was a warm time for me and my family oh. um, i've had a lot of ups and downs i mean god has been good but it, i I, w- I wouldn't say i haven't had any valley experiences like it's been really really rough and when i say your books have been a bright bright light oh, in you. my life i am
1: they were there for you
0: they were they were and you make the days easier. You make them more palatable. Like your books are that for me. So thank you. Because this has everything I love, love, history. I mean, even when you were talking about the Seminoles. And um, with, who was it? Two, was it Two shafts or Neil talking about it? But,
1: you, um, with uh, Dixon Wild Horse. Yes. Like Seminole.
0: And all of that. Like you would have never, I, first of all, I, I probably never met one. I know I've met like great grandchildren of them. But mm-hmm. to hear it from that perspective,
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's
0: amazing, you know what it, I mean? So yeah. I am grateful that you took the time, that, that time in the 1970s, and then all the way down to 1994 to at least start. And if I got nothing or get nothing from your story, it's that you started, yeah. you started. And here it is, me, a, a complete maybe generation after you. Like, mm-hmm. I am enjoying your work. I'm here talking to you <laughs> and, and we can relate. Yes, I feel like that's what the circle of life is about.
1: Right, yeah. So, you know, the, yeah, the more we know about each other, the, you know, that's why I include all of the the, the history of the marginalized yeah. demographics in the United States, because the more we learn about each other, the, the better off this damn country will be. Agreed.
0: Agreed, and we have more in common than we think. See, oh, yeah. I'm a first generation American in this country. My family's primarily from Jamaica. Okay. So I am first generation, although I'm sure they're slaves in Jamaica, I have slavery in my background somewhere. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm very sure of that. So yeah. to, to even still hear of it from this perspective is great. Yeah. It's yeah. a really good thing. And thank you. I do appreciate you taking the time. So if you much. don't mind, I would love to stay in touch with you. Okay, please do. Please. I, would, please. I would love to. I probably have some questions about some of these things that we, that I wrote down to read. Yeah,
1: yeah, just you know, hit me up. I'm on Twitter
0: okay okay always on twitter okay
1: i gotta get on twitter <laughs> i love twitter i love
0: twitter so i
1: can get my books in on time i'm too busy playing on twitter got it uh, hit me up on twitter okay. or hit me up you know you got my
0: email so i do and we will definitely be in touch i'm gonna get this over to production It should be out within the next month, hopefully. But whenever it is, I will send you an email and let you know. I'm going to join whatever list, whatever I got to, to, you know, to be up to date with what you're doing. Because I don't want to miss nothing. Okay. I do not want to miss anything. God bless you. Thank you for your talent. Thank you for your gift. And thank you for your time.
1: Oh, thank you for the invite. You take care of yourself. Just stay in touch, okay? I had a ball. Take
0: care. Mm. (laughs) Bye-bye.